welcome to Astrology Bites. This is your host, Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of Astrology for Real Life, a no BS guide for the astro curious. I'm also your host for this podcast series. If you're curious about astrology, you are definitely in the right place. This is episode 138 of Astrology Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on astrology. My goal is to make astrology feel simple, clear, fun, and totally applicable to your everyday life. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Today, we're talking about navigating your Saturn return. And my special guest is Lisa Stardust, the author of Saturn Return Survival Guide. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, nice to be here. It's exciting to finally connect with you. Well, it's always good to bring two Geminis together. Uh, you know, it's like having multiple people in the room. So I am just honored that you're able to be here with me today. You've got a book that just came out. We'll talk about that in a moment. Um, and, you know, because you wrote the book on Saturn Return, there's nobody I want to talk to about Saturn Return more than you. So the first thing I want to ask you for people who are listening, what do they need to know about Saturn in the natal chart and the role it plays just in general? So Saturn, a lot of people refer to as the quote unquote daddy of the Zodiac. Um, Saturn, in my opinion, is the test master sign. Also karmic, what goes around comes around type of energy. And when we deal with Saturn, it's basically discussing the rules that you have to do to make things happen in reality. So the more work that you give to a project or a relationship, the more you'll be rewarded by Saturn. So then what is the Saturn return? Every 27 to 29 and a half years, the planet Saturn returns back to the place where it was where you were born. So this means that it's in the same degree and sign that it was at the time of your birth. And it marks a time of change and transformation and growth as we enter the next phase of our life. So for people who are between the ages of 27 and 29 and a half, it's basically their early entrance into adulthood. Um, if you're in your mid to late 50s, it's discussing the second part of your life. Now that you've worked really hard since your first Saturn return, what are you going to do with the second part of your life? You know, now that you have money to play and like you've had all these experiences, are you really leaving the, leading the best life that you can? And are there any dreams that you want to fulfill? Also, it discusses the next plan of retirement. When do you want to retire? Um, what do you want to do with your life now that you have all this free time and you've worked really hard to gain all of this security? And the third Saturn return happens when we're in our 80s. And that's just a time of reflection upon a life well lived. Mm. So, you know, with the first Saturn return, um, what do you say to people? Because, you know, oftentimes, here's what I hear. I hear again and again, oh, my God, it's so hard. It's terrible. This is awful. This is, you know, the worst thing you're going to go through is your first Saturn return. What do you have to say about that? 
It depends, <laughs> you know, <laughs> as we, as we all know, it depends sort of what energy is in your life and what type of life you're leading. And as we were talking about before, is that the biggest form of deception is self-deception. And a lot of the times we allow ourselves to ignore things in our life that aren't what we would say are on the path or scope of what we're supposed to do and the energy we're supposed to have in our lives and in our fields. And, you know, with Saturn, it will come in and it will kind of shake us up and ask us if we really feel that this is the best energy that we have in our life. It can be as simple as maybe having a friend who is like, hey, let's have 20 drinks, you know, tonight. And, you know, why does it matter if you wake up late for work, you know? Mm-hmm. So it could even be that simple, you know, where maybe that's the energy that you need out of your chart because it's not letting you live your best life and your most responsible life. So if somebody, if you are working like, for example, with a client and let's say they're just about to go into their first Saturn return, what would be some advice Mm -hmm. you would give them? Especially because, you know, there's all that information about, oh my God, Saturn return. What is the best advice before you get there? I would say just to really be easy on yourself. A lot of the times people begin to freak out before anything has happened. So what I always say is firstly, take a breath and really look at your life from a very, you know, distant perspective, see what energy is working and what's not make a list of things that you want to change or things that you want to bring in. And I feel that that's the best way to handle it. Also, like, what are your goals? Like the long-term goals that you want to attain and achieve in the next 29 years. That's something to keep into perspective as well. I remember when I went through my first Saturn return, you know, there were a lot of challenging things happening during that time, of course, that I had to deal with. But there were also some pretty amazing things that happened. I uh, got my business off the ground and I met my current husband and we've been together now almost 30 years. So I know that there's many gifts that also come during the Saturn return. And those were things, you know, I had to work really hard on the business. And this relationship, I really wanted to, I I really worked hard on it. I have a fifth house Saturn. So I know that relationships and, you know, birthing things like the business and uh, dealing with children from the first marriage, those were huge, huge, challenging themes, but so much good came out of it. What are some of the lessons that you learned during your first Saturn return? Where should I begin? Well, (laughs) it's interesting because in the book, first of all, I always say how there will be times when Saturn comes in to test us, you know, because we have our Saturn square or Saturn opposition and a lot of the energies that come along the way. So I would say that for me, you know, I still talk to a lot of the same people during my first Saturn return. And a lot of the people disappeared from my life and then came back during my first Saturn square after my Saturn return, which was really interesting. And, you know, it's been like more about work for me because that's when I really began to 
you know, level up in astrology. It's when I met my astrology mentor, Annabelle Gatt. Mm. And it just was a really interesting way that that all came together. It was very random and serendipitous. And, you know, because we had had a lot of people in common and one of her classmates was actually giving tarot readings at the company that I worked for every Friday. So it was crazy how we randomly met in New York City. Um, And also for me, it was about learning to be less critical of myself and learning to really be patient with myself and to give myself the compassion that I give other people as well. But then again, I also have Saturn in Virgo, so in my 12th house, so I can be a little bit, you know, hard on myself and punish myself and, you know, reprimand myself. Also, I did become closer with my father as a result, which happened during my first Saturn square after my Saturn return. And during my first Saturn square after my Saturn return is when I began to be a professional astrologer, you know, like, like writing articles and really leveling up my business. I love that you brought up about, you know, business, because uh, again, for me, that's when I got real serious. I've been reading tarot and, you know, studying astrology for about a decade at that point, but never thought about turning it into a business. And when the Saturn return came around, it's again, I love that you use the word serendipitous because it just seemed like a lot of things fell into place where it just kind of, I like Mm -hmm. to say, happened by accident, but not really. So it was very strange how a lot of things, again, lined up during that time. So I look at the Saturn return as an opportunity to get your ducks in a row, or, you know, if you're really paying attention to what the universe is serving up, um, it can give you an opportunity to really create the life you want. Yeah. And I think that it's, it's interesting because for me, we had this, we just, we spoke about this before our, this, you know, before the recording of this podcast and, you know, my family was so intertwined in magic and tarot and, you know, astrology growing up and mysticism and crystals, you know, even my dad was into like new agey stuff and he's a Kabbalistic healer. So Kabbalistic healer. So I feel that a lot of things really, added up that like I just wasn't really paying attention to until my Saturn return and Mm -hmm. it's so interesting because I remember I met him after work one night and he was at a party in the Flatiron and I went after work and I met him he's like oh I'm at this party like you know you should come there are a lot of people your age there okay so I went and it was like they were, you know, Ann Ortley, who's a really well-known astrologer, and the lady, Carol, who was giving tarot readings at my shop that I worked at, she was, they were all there. So it was really interesting how everything sort of fell into place very randomly and serendipitously, and it was faded. So you kind of have to pay attention to a lot of the things that are put into your peripheral during that time and you never know. And, you know, things, one thing leads to another 
and everything's very karmic. Yeah, and here you are. I mean, and I, by the way, I love Anne Orderly. I think she's really, really super brilliant. So how funny, what a small world. But again, you know, Saturn's a hard taskmaster, but if you pay attention, if you're not asleep at the wheel, you see the lesson and you see, again, the gifts that come with that. Um, so I love that story. Um, what advice? Yeah, I mean, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, like, I did have, like, my bums down the road. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think that the lesson also is that you really have to cut out a lot of, like, the excess. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Especially with Saturn and Virgo, because Virgo likes to contract. So it's just, like, a lot of stuff was just outside unnecessary noise that I was dealing with, which was basically not letting me see my path. Right on. Well, I know that there were certain mindset things I needed to change around my first Saturn return also. Uh, I've got Saturn in Pisces. And so there's a tendency to, you know, feel sad, feel negative, or at least that's how it was manifesting in me. And I knew I had to really change uh, a lot of my thinking around that time. And again, to take charge of things. So I, I really feel like it was an incredibly helpful time. And it kind of set the stage for everything else in my life. So here's the thing also I want to ask you. Of course, I'm dying to ask this question. I'm about to go into my second Saturn return. I'm like about a year or two away from it. As soon as Saturn's in Pisces, boom, it's here. What advice would you give me going into my second Saturn return? Now, you already talked a little bit about what the second Saturn return is about, but what's good advice before you get into it? Um. I always say from the experience that I've had with clients and from my own research and my studies is that it's really important to decide or think about what things you've always wanted to do but never did, right? Because you're still young and you really have many years left ahead of you. And you can do all the things that are on your quote unquote bucket list. However, you don't have to feel bad about doing them. You know, you can call out of work and take a quote unquote personal day and really embrace your inner child, go to Coney Island, you know, or go to the beach and play hooky from work. You don't really have to stress a lot of the things that you used to because you have seniority and also you've earned it. So I always say, looking back at, you know, what people have experienced, it's always great to be like, I, I've always wanted to like sing on stage, right? So maybe that's something that you should consider doing just to see what it feels like, you know, all the things that you've always wanted to do, it's time to do. And it's also really time to decide if the things are working for you that you've been doing. Maybe, you know, you living in a place like New York City isn't where you feel connected to anymore. So maybe moving to like Miami is a place that maybe it's easier, you know, because you don't want to be in the cold weather. So I think that it's really just about finding what you connect with and what you're wanting to attain for the next years of your life the next 27 to 29 years of your life. That is great advice. And you could probably say for the third Saturn return, something similar, I would assume, you know, that maybe this is the time you mentioned about it being for reflection. So before your third Saturn return kicks in, 
I mean, what we'd probably give the same advice, or would there be something a little bit different? Um, you know, from the third Saturn return, my grandmother, she I always I always tell the story. From the third Saturn return, you know, my grandmother recently got really ill and she's in her mid-90s. But I remember during her third Saturn return, she always was talking about how she wanted to go to San Diego. Like she always wanted to go there and she went there and she was like, now, now I can be happy with my life. You know, I guess it's the little things. So ever since she was a young girl in Cuba, she dreamed of going to San Diego and then she finally got there. And that happened, I think maybe like a month before her Saturn return. And I think that it also was a time where she was really embracing a lot of the love and support that her family was giving her And also she was, you know, being the proud Leo that she is. She was basically, you know, not wanting to give, but also allowing herself to receive help. And I think that Mm. that's really important too. That is super important, not just for a Leo, but when people get that age, my father, uh, when he got into the second standard return, he needed a lot more help, you know, and my father was a Virgo with uh, also moon and Leo and, Never liked to ask for help, but he had to really start asking for help. And I know that that was not fun for him. So, yeah. And you wrote the book, The Saturn Return Survival Guide. It is, I got to say, this is such a beautiful book. It's, uh, it really is a gorgeous book. It is incredibly useful. Um, I think this is really one book that everybody who is, whether you're new or old to astrology, they're going to find something in here, a nugget of wisdom that's going to be very helpful. And I love how you explain the Saturn return so, so clearly. So could you tell us a little bit about your book, where people can get it, where people can sure. you? Um, my book is available at all booksellers online. Um we are restocking them currently. I know it's temporarily sold out at Walmart, Target, Barnes and Nobles, Powell's Books, um, but I believe it's available at a bunch of other places online. If you Google the book, The Saturn Return Survival Guide by Lisa Sarmos, you can find it online and order a copy. It's also available on Kindle, Google Play, Apple Books, and um, also hardygrantbooks.com they are selling them as well um, and yeah I'm really excited for everyone to check it out and my Instagram is Lisa Stardust Astro my Facebook is Lisa Stardust and my Twitter is Lisa Stardust underscore if you'd like more information and I'm also a Gemini so you could always DM me if you have any questions or email me and I'm very responsive. One of the things I also love about the book is that you included um, this little section on magic. I just want to quickly uh, mention that too. And that made, that really made, got my attention because I'm like, Oh, I got to that section. I'm like, wait a minute, there's magic in here too. So it's not just a totally straight on astrology book. You have these wonderful little tips from Sarah Potter, Sarah Potter and Brie Luna uh, you know, so I thought that was really neat. I really liked that part of the book. Yeah, I'm really blessed and lucky that I 
have such wonderful friends and colleagues who wanted to be a part of the book. And, you know, Brie Luna, she's the owner and creative director of The Hood Witch. Mm -hmm. Sarah Potter is a well-known tarot reader and color magic practitioner. Christina O'Day is my life coach and the owner of Fitness Witch, which is an esoteric, you know, life coaching company. Um, Also, she worked at Enchantments, which is a really well-known magic store in New York City for many years. So chances are, if you went to Enchantments at one point or another, you probably had a candle or an oil made by her. And Renee is a, Renee Watt is a really good colleague and friend of mine as well. And she's a tarot reader too and psychic. So it's really great that I was able to connect with a lot of people and they were willing and able and wanting to give their knowledge and tidbits for my book. It really, it made the book really different and really special. So I think that's great. And I used to go into enchantments all the time. And whenever I go to New York, (laughs) I always have to stop at enchantments. So most likely I have at some point crossed paths with her. So that's so, so interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I always say, oh, like, I remember many times, like, you know, she had, like, carved a candle for me. And I was like, well, it's a good thing you were really nice to me. (laughs) That's (laughs) what we always joke about. It's like, oh, that's funny. I'm like, well, you were really nice to me. And she's like, I'm nice to, she's, she's she's very nice to everyone, but I was making a joke, you know. I'm like, oh, like. I like you because I remember in Enchantments, you were nice to me when I had a million questions. So, you know. So many of us have spent so much time in Enchantments. It really is a, a great place. I'm glad they are still around. I will say that. They've been around uh, since I lived in New York in the 80s. So a long, long, long time. And You know, I took my nieces there and they got little cauldrons and they got some blended oils and the staff was really patient and nice with my nieces when they were like seven and four. So (laughs) that's so, so cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for spending time with me and um, teaching my audience about the Saturn return and for writing this great book. Lisa, I so appreciate you. I appreciate you. And thank you for having me. It's been wonderful. And I really enjoyed our discussion and our time together. Me too. All right, people, that's all for today's episode. Make sure you get a copy of uh, Saturn Return Survival Guide by Lisa Stardust. You will want this on your astrology bookshelf. It is completely useful and it is a gorgeous book too. And that's all for today's episode. If you're enjoying the show, you know what to do. You're going to go on over to iTunes right now and leave a kind review because that is the best way to help new listeners discover Astrology Bites. And of course, I want to thank you so much for that. And a reminder, for more fun stuff, head over to my website, thetarolady.com. You'll find tons of resources about tarot and astrology, including my free monthly forecasts and horoscopes, and so much more. Again, that's thetarolady.com. I'll see you there. And remember, no matter what's going on in the cosmos today, ultimately, you are in charge of your life. You're in the driver's seat. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change the course. You're the boss and you've got that power. 
Be kind to yourselves and others and make smart decisions. I'll see you in the next episode.